Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, but rolling. the next, next time you see, see me running, you coming, run. you better you run. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden <laughs> Stores <laughs> brings you the Garage Logic Podcast number 1224, Jan 11, 2024. 44 degrees was the record high on this day. In 1986, in those horribly chilly years of the 70s continue, it was 31 below on this day in 1977. Hail the flashlight, King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course... Rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Hi there. How are you, brah? <laughs> better than I sound. Okay, you feel better than you sound. I think so. Okay. What has happened since last we spoke? You were hauled off to the doctor's office. What'd they tell you? I did not get hauled off anywhere. I made what? some calls, took some various elixirs and here i am hmm. okay okay Self-diagnosis. i'm sorry for giving an ass yeah. gee whiz mayor pretty, what are you doing got pretty upset didn't so he? defensive Boy. man you know people actually like you well, well, we haven't name met him. one Not name as far one. as you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> oh. <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> healthy. <laughs> Off and rolling, Wait folks. Wait a minute. That calls for one of these, then, I think. There oh. we go. Careful. Bless you. Downing notes. <laughs> Downing is a, a keen listener. Downing knows on Tuesday's podcast, there was talk about DEI at the U of M and how white people are being told that they are born racist regardless of their good intentions. Remind you of anything? Such as, no matter how much you try to be a good person, it isn't enough. You are condemned by original sin and need the church to save you. It is their religion, and they are, be- and they are using the government to force it upon all of us. Huh. I think that's a good point. It is a religion. It has the, it has the agenda of a religion. Yes. You must be converted. Uh, you must follow the their Ten Commandments, uh, which I think I'll create some. All or none. There's no gray. What are the ten? Now, uh, would that apply to this astonishing story? We mentioned it. Did we even mention it on the news yesterday, John, about the Brooklyn school? It we came not. up after the show was concluded. Uh, parents were outraged that students were booted from a Brooklyn school to make room for nearly 2,000 migrants. Now, there's some caveats here. There was a apparently a big winter storm hitting New York, right? Mm-hmm. Rain, wind, mm-hmm. snow. Yep, the whole thing. And so the kids 
apparently were sent out into the storm to go home or whatever, and in in shipped in came the two thousand migrants to seek shelter from the storm, and now you have some people warning that this could become more frequent. Because uh, you never know what's going to happen with the weather. I don't know. If you're going to base where you put these people on the weather, then we have no uh, guidelines here. There's a lot of sanctuary cities that happen to be in cold weather climates. Mm-hmm. The backlash stems from a last-minute decision by Mayor Eric Adams to bus hundreds of migrant families from a controversial tent shelter at Floyd Bennett Field to the school five miles away, with asylum seekers forced to nap on a gym floor before being rustled back to the shelter hours later. Hmm. So it sounds like, because the storm was hitting, it sounds like during the height of the storm, they moved the migrants five miles down the road Okay. And said, get in this school. Uh, maybe if I continue to turn the pages here, it's all over the news uh, internets. Mm-hmm. CBS, NBC, New York Post, Daily Mail. Maybe I'll learn what the kids in school were, were having to do. I, I don't know. They, but I, they did virtual schooling. Yeah, but I mean, the storm was hitting. Were they on their own outside? Did the, no, they, they no, made the announcement Tuesday night. Right, or no, Wednesday, Wednesday night. It would have, oh, no. Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Wednesday was an e-learning day. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was yesterday. Okay. And one of the assemblymen said uh, this uh, could be a sign of the future. This this might just happen again. Well, I did see, I after I saw the story on Tuesday, did a little research. Apparently, they've put up some migrants in gyms in New York schools since, well, since spring, it sounds like, oh. from what I read. Well, they're yeah, doing it in Chicago, too. We had the story of a kid's football Building being taken over. Yeah. I suppose a big. Uh, Don't mess with football. No, what would you call those buildings? Like a field house mm. was taken over. Well, this is. Uh, uh, there's there's interesting comment from Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, who Which I find, Elon are we going to get here? Well, I find him terribly interesting. I don't know. I mean, he's got to be. Somewhat, his head's somewhat attached to his body, isn't it? Well, he's doing he's, some... He's done well. <laughs> he, he commented on this case? I'll get to it. All right. The influx of asylum seekers has already put a strain on the school system as thousands of migrant children enrolled in classes, while some schools were used as migrant facilities over the summer. The migrants began arriving at the second floor school gym before 5 p.m. and were bussed back starting at 1 a.m., with all of them back in the shelter by 4.30 a.m. That's not a pleasant way for them to live uh, any more than it was pleasant for parents to wonder, now what the hell do I do? My kid's not going to school today. Uh, Again, I'm, I'm sure it was terribly... You know what? You know what? Uh, you know what homelessness is called in other countries? What? Rough sleeping. Rough yeah. sleeping. Yeah. A rough night. Sleeping rough. Yeah. Our goal was to make you uh, as comfortable as possible uh, while having safety as our top priority. We provided meals, blankets, pillows, 
I, I don't know who I'm quoting. More than 165,000 migrants from the U.S. border have arrived in the five boroughs since the spring of 2022, with nearly 70,000 currently being housed and fed by the taxpayers. Mm. Uh, I, I'm leading up to some deep thoughts. Some okay. deep, deep leaping thoughts. The Floyd Bennett Field Tent Shelter, which was made available after Governor Kathy Hochul pushed the White House to make the abandoned field available, faced opposition from the beginning. Several elected officials warned that the remote location was ill-suited for migrant families, and concerns over the stability of the tent surfaced during a December 18 storm and again this week. And here from uh, CBS, I guess we'll have the same thing, although it did disrupt parents and various politicians who basically said, what the hell's going on here? What's going on? All right, and Elon, I had an Elon Musk story that caught my attention, weighing in on the same thing, said uh, he issued an ominous warning after New York City students... Uh, were forced into remote learning Wednesday as their school was used to house migrants. And Musk said, this is what happens when you run out of hotel rooms. Soon schools will run out of city, uh, schools, cities will run out of schools to vacate. Hmm. All right. Then where are you going to go then? What's next, right? Well, where? Answer me. Got to build another school. <laughs> oh. They're going to go no. to your home. Well, they're going to go to your house. Yeah, you've got a spare bedroom, don't you? Or maybe a um, couch that turns into a, yeah, a volunteer for such. I can stay in the wigwam. Such endeavors we do. Joe, what struck me was odd. They weren't there very long. No, overnight or yeah, not even night. Not even like twelve hours. Right. And, and that guy you quoted, it's. Um, City Health and Hospital Senior Vice President Theodore Long. Yeah. Uh, is it reasonable to say that this is an invasion? Yes. Of our own doing. Of I our mean, it's country, an in- is this an invasion <laughs> across an our in- southern border? It's an invitational invasion. Why? Because we're not doing anything to stop it, and we're once they get here, we're we're trying to give them wine and roses. But why was the invitation exercised in the first place? Well, that's the great. I mean, there's a lot of answers to that, and aren't they all speculation? Uh, voters, um, uh, death of the American dream. I, you know, make and something see, up. If liberals won't talk about it because they have succumbed to the oppressed versus the oppressor agenda for this country. And Republicans who can't even bring themselves to condemn Trump aren't going to say our country would be a lot better off without these immigrants because that that you're really wading into uh, insensitive territory. But I think it's territory that needs to be waded into. How much better off would this country be without... Could you please look up the total numbers I, so far? I am, I am just doing that right now. 
Um, and apparently under the Biden administration, g- give me a minute. I want to make sure I've got the right information. Yeah, give them a timeline. Just the Biden administration? Yeah. Um, so three years. We're getting close to 8 million illegal crossings nation- nationwide, not just at the southern In, border, in what nationwide. time period, Chris? Under the Biden administration. So since 20... Since 2021. Since, since yeah. Now, what... What would be thrown back at me from people, for example, in California is, well, these people are doing our field labor and taking jobs yeah. that no one else wants True. and on and on and on. I'm not sure I buy that. Uh, I guess I buy it to a certain degree. Well, that's been the case, Joe, long before Biden, too. I right. mean, you know, that's that needs to be brought up. Yeah, but 10,000 people might have come into California to pick tomatoes. But that was the great dichotomy, if you remember, during the Trump administration, that all these, uh, you know, I'll make just re- reference to a few turkey farms in uh, Minnesota, uh, the, where the owners might have been Republicans and or Trump supporters, but they also had a lot of illegals working for them, and they didn't know where to fall on the Trump administration. And what is it, ICE? Um, that were raiding their farms and removing them. And I'm just using farms as an example. It could be any kind of manufacturing or big corporation. But where can this this surge, this invasion, possibly lead? Uh, I suppose you could go way out wacky and you could go the Musk Road. Well, it's going to end in your house, at which point you no longer have a house, at which point you no longer own personal property, at which point you no longer are a free citizen of the state. Now, we're seeing, we're seeing government drift that way in certain areas. They haven't succeeded in bringing that about yet, but they, they easily could because I think too many people have given up on America. In 2021, yes. it was just shy of 2 million, 1.956. 2022 was 2.7 million. 2023 was 3.2 million. And uh, in January alone, we've already had almost 10,000. When I say too many people have given up on America, I mean too many people just don't care that this is happening. Right. And then they They're care. They're throwing in the towel. Then they they finally care when they get an email from their school in Brooklyn that says, "By the way, Sally can't come to school tomorrow. We'll have an e-learning day." Well, yeah, why is that? Well, we're going to house uh, uh, during the storm. We'll, we'll get them back out in time. Uh, they didn't get them back out in time for the kids to return to school. They missed a day, but we'll get them back out in time, and the kids can come back to school. Uh, presumably today. Okay, those parents might now be saying, what the hell's going on? But the country's so big that even 8 million people... 8.8. 8.8 is really not having a direct impact unless you live in the border cities of Texas. And now Chicago, New York, Boston, where these migrants have been shipped by politicians in the southern part of the United States who are pointing out, what the hell do you want us to do about this? We're, we're in too far. I'm working on a theory. I wish I would have had more time because it's still convoluted at this point. But 
Could this, and I'm looking for what is the answer? Why? Why is this being allowed and almost encouraged? And could it be that they want whoever's allowing this even cheaper labor? Let me give you an example. So let's say we've got some illegals and we've all seen them doing roofing work. And my God, they do amazing work and they do it fast and it's amazing. But we all assume, and it's probably true, that they're working for less than what a union crew would be working for, right? Well, sure. So now those those illegals that are, you know, good citizens, not doing any crimes, just here illegally, they're working hard. Now they're going to be low-balled. Instead of making $20 an hour, they're the contractor. This is all wild speculation, so don't get PO'd, GLers. Now they're going to be able to hire a crew of 10 guys working for $15 an hour. Am I am I just way out no, that's, in the stratosphere? That's as, that's as plausible as any other because you're following money. Yeah. Because I can't come up with a reason. Uh, the It's got to be dollars. Everything is based on do- dollars. Have money. You, are all of us old enough to have grown up with the idea that America was a special place and it was a... A, a grand achievement to live here. Yeah. And it was done orderly. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you you passed a citizen's test and you you were a proud American. Mm-hmm. And that that seems to no, that that mindset seems to no longer exist. America is now a country to be ravaged by people who just want its bounty. And don't don't I'm gonna go way out on a limb here, but I don't care anymore. It's it's being ravished by people who just want and have no means or preparation to give. Right. So my advice would be stay in your own country. Yeah, their own country sucks. But that's so will this won't. country, given yeah, this influx. You're right, that's where it's headed for. Yeah, when I was a lot younger, the people that had emigrated here took the test were actually better citizens and more knowledgeable about the country than those of us that were born here. Because you got to pass the test. The test ain't easy. I remember meeting people who were... Yeah. ...had just achieved citizenship. It used to be a story in the papers, maybe it still is, of of auditoriums full of people getting getting their new citizenship, you know. Yeah. And yep. it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Hey, Who welcome. went through the proper channels, yeah, yeah. by the way. Now it's just get out of my way and give me my Diet Coke, and I don't expect to pay for it. Just give it to <laughs> me and give me a place to sleep because here I am, and now you take care of me. Yep. B I think as we lost. B, S as in S. I see your hands. Okay. Yeah, we lost John. Where did John oh, go? I don't he's such a good he guy. Got, he got mad and stormed out of here. Right. I see him. I seen him right there. John, can you hear me? He was such a good guy, too. John, can you hear me? Can we, uh... Look at John. Come on, take a break. Okay, thank you. (laughs) John, 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 where are you, John? John, John. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. 
That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Hey, Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe is having a sale to celebrate the snowfall y'all are going to see in the Twin Cities in the next few days. A winter whiteout sale. Big sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Up to $700 in savings on select white Liberty safes. You can guard your treasures with absolutely the best safe made here in America. Um, it features exclusive savings. Now, this is the premium uh, Liberty safes, the white Liberty safes. And uh, you got to get peace of mind, and you do that with the Liberty. Best fire protection available, made right here in the USA, fully transfullable. Transfullable? I love yeah. transfullable. Yeah. So do I. That's the best. Lifetime warranties. And uh, <laughs> delivery and installation available if you uh, get in touch with our guy, Rich. And, and you do that three ways. The phone, 763-494-9075. Uh, the showroom, 6901. <laughs> I'm going to make it. I know I can do yep. it. 6901 East Fish Lake Road. That's Monday through Friday there in Maple Grove, 8 to 5. And, of course, the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Mr. President, were the borders transfullable under your uh, presidency? <laughs> They're getting a little good. empty, so we make them uh, more transfullable. It's <laughs> a good word. Fullabaloney. <laughs> We had another word that you made up that was a really great word. I can't think of it. It was when he was doing the Welter heating ad. I believe you said... Otsi Totsi. Otsi Totsi. No. Because no. that was a Rick's nickname in high school. No, it, it wasn't that. Okay. Osti. It wasn't that. <laughs> uh, did anyone watch any of the debate between Haley and DeSantis? <laughs> no. Well, I bet neither one of them made fun of their looks or said anything disparaging about their spouses or kids. The debates have become... They're so boring. Come on. But they... You can't... But what do you do for a living? What's that? Um, what do you do for a living? I'm a right. traffic reporter. But when I attempt to watch these things, Joe, all they do is interrupt each other after five seconds. I'm aware of that. Okay. I read up about it. It was policy nonsense debating. I can, I can tell you that I did not watch it. Well, then why are you ripping yeah, then why us? why are you making fun <laughs> Come on, you're the, you for you're a the fireworks commissioner, for Pete's sake. I didn't finish the sentence. Oh, oh, oh holding just back, like a debate. You? He's holding back. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I kept clicking to it because uh, what I wanted to hear would either of them have the have what it takes to condemn Trump the way Christie has. And Christie, unfortunately, looks Trump at tea out. leaves and says, <laughs> Yeah, I'm out of here. I can't do it. <laughs> and, and the answer is neither DeSantis nor Haley 
said anything terribly derogative about Trump whatsoever. Did you well, they know? don't have any choice, Joe. Well, they do. They have no, a choice. No, they their... don't if they want to get elected. Look at the numbers. Trump still has the numbers. You can't go out there and rip him if you want the but, vote. But then, th- no, that's the that's the reason to do that, because <laughs> if he's going to win anyway, you have to just say, screw it, and, and, and rip him, and maybe you'll get some of the uh, Matthew. Pot. Matthew, I love the way you think that's not going to be. No. I'm sorry, fellas, that, that isn't going to work. It's not going to work. Can the tr- do, do his true believers accept the idea uh, of what he's getting away with? Do they accept that? Well, we can't, and they must brush it aside by claiming that it's all a, a witch hunt. We can't poll the true believers on this show because they no longer listen. No, <laughs> I've burned through them. Yeah, that's you and John. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> But are you are, are they accepting of a trouble saying you can hear him say it himself that he would be a dictator on day one? You can take that for whatever you want. I suppose it means he'd do a significant number of changes or what have you, and which presidents do. Biden made change on day one. Biden killed the Keystone Pipeline for God's yeah, they- sake. They all do that. Christie yeah. was caught in a hot mic, though. I don't know if you caught yeah, that. He said yeah. that Haley's going to get smoked. smoked. <laughs> but he's not wrong. And then he but said I mean, DeSantis called him, and we didn't find out why, but I'll bet DeSantis was worried that he might endorse Haley, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> but don't you think Christie getting out? What a joke. Trump is awful, and then his, squirt, his skirt twirls as he turns and bails out. I mean, it's a big come skirt on. Too. Stay in the race if you're going to be that ballsy. Well, my, my opinion is formed on my disappointment in Emmer. You'll recall that Emmer was railroaded out of the speaker's job by Trump. And then six, yeah, we, seven... We, we, we remember that show. Yeah, yeah. Six, seven <laughs> weeks later... Emmer goes, I'm endorsing Trump. Well, all that is, is Emmer is just, he's playing the game to stay in the third rail, anticipates that Trump gets elected, and Emmer could become a Speaker of the House at some point. So those people, and I'm amazed Emmer bought into it, but he did. The people on the third rail, whether they're left or right, they're not in it for you and me. Nope. They're in it strictly for themselves. They have nothing to do with us. Nothing. Um, isn't or didn't we get the same thing from Kendall? What do you mean? I don't think Kendall ripped. Trump he did not. He did and not. He tried to deflect. He did not. So it's just it's part of being a Republican running for office right now. If well, you and, know I, it. and I disagree. I don't accept it. Well, it's the truth. I mean, it, Joe, the the world is round. The sun sets in the west. You I have think to accept no, it. I think the world's flat. I mean, you can <laughs> prove it. If you go far enough out of the Pacific, right. there's, a, there's a ledge there. Drive right off. You drive right well, off the oh, edge. You're being hysterical. I mean, that is really, really funny. But um, this, <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, you can't do that if you want to win a race. You just can't. Whether you like it or not. I I agree with you, Kenny, but I think Joe and I would feel it's a bit cynical to have that attitude if you want to help the country by being somebody who helps run the country. Absolutely. You know, we're all, Um, yeah. um, However, and again, I don't disagree with anything anybody has just said in the show, but what do you guys want? You guys want 
four more uh, years. Of well, I want I want happening? a fantasy that I will not come true. I want both sides of the Republican Party to get together, forget about the past, win this damn election, turn this country around. I and want that to. is not going to happen. Okay, and my answer is I want character. That's yeah, good. yeah, that's good. I, want I would too. I'd love it. <laughs> you know, a little dignity thrown in. Thank you. You know, bring it back to the office, little just civility. for the heck of it. Yeah, yeah. Some character. Yeah. I don't want a state to pay for illegal immigrants to have sex changes. No, I do not. Want I, that. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't I want don't. every single person that shows up in the state of Minnesota with their hand out. I, I don't want that either. So that's what I'm asking. Like, what do you guys expect to happen? And and you're you're anticipating that Trump would would solve that? Well, he'd do a hell of a lot better job than the baboon that's running this country now. Uncle oh, Joe, I could, I could light up the old email lines now if you really want me but, to. But well, I'm you may as well do it. Well, go ahead. That's go right. ahead, and I'll be, I'll Actually, be the sacrificial I, I, You know what? That's if fine. you don't mind taking the heat, absolutely, I want to hear I'll, it. If I think the people out there who don't think Trump is dangerous are as naive. Of human beings as exist, I and agree. I mean, I mean, dangerous to the country. Yes, I, I can't get over that hump. He's a dangerous psycho. And I, I feel I've said this on the show before. I haven't said it in a long time, but I don't think the country even resembles what it's supposed to if he's elected again. I said they're both ruining the country. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it in different ways. Yep, that's a perfect way of putting it. Yep. Is the Matthew. baboon the one that so has the red So how do you want your country butt? ruined? <laughs> well, okay. Hey, what a choice. Fine. Fine. What a choice. Well, you know what? That's a good question. question. But then That's once again, question. it comes down to policy. At least it does for me. And I, I get it. I, I understand that Trump is not a good guy. And you know what? Sorry, neither is Biden. Well, I said they're both. Well, you know... These you two know, are so far from garage logic that uh, exactly we, we yes. are a we are a made up town uh, in know, the middle um, of nowhere. Yeah. I hate to give Reavers any kind of props at all. I wouldn't. Wow. My God, yeah, I'm going. This quick. is thin ice, dangerous ground. He's absolutely right. It's about policy and it's about judges. Uh, but there is all oh, judges. You're right, Kenny, and that was proved when Trump was elected last time. Obviously, the Supreme Court. He basically, you know, made it what it is. But as far as policy goes, he could be as elastic on policy as you wanted him to be. Trump could. You you can't pin him to anything. He has no, you know, he has right. no goals. He well, has no vision. He was attempting country. to secure the border. Yeah, and he failed. Why, why do you think everybody in his cabinet thinks he's an idiot? Because he is. Why, <laughs> why do you think that happened? You think they're all you know, just, you know. John, you know, you reminded me of something, China and beans and what happened here and how and how that hurt our farmers here in America because of um, it was a trade embargo with beans, wasn't it? And we couldn't sell our beans. Yeah, I don't remember the details. And and you're right. And he actually hurt his supporters, the guys that run big, big acreage. It's not only here. Where we're falling apart. Where is it? You mean the Canada. Show? America's, America's hat. hat? Yeah. What's America's going on? Hat? Police in the Canadian province of Quebec have warned citizens against posting surveillance footage of their packages being stolen by porch thieves because it could violate the private life of the thieves. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 
Pass off to Canada. They wow. solved the problem. <laughs> Montreal West is known for its large porches, but around the holidays, those porches are a big target for thieves or porch pirates. CTV News Montreal video journalist Olivia O'Malley reported Saturday. It's something we deal with on a daily basis, said Montreal West counselor responsible for public safety, Lauren Small Dash Panafather. Huh. She's from Diversityville. Okay. Wow. You mean, have people who are following vehicles, and when they see a parcel dropped off, then they go and take the parcel. Uh, if nobody comes to the door to retrieve it, small penafather told CTV. However, the province's local police force, the Chateau of Quebec, warned local citizens against sharing footage of alleged porch thieves. So what's the good of you having a doorbell cam? Right. You cannot post the images yourself because you have to remember... In Canada, we have a presumption of innocence, and posting that picture could be a violation of private life, communications officer Lieutenant Benoit Richard warned. Benoit Richard. If you get some proof that somebody might have stolen something, call the police, give that proof to the police, we'll do the investigation, bring that justice, bring that person to justice, and file some charges. People who uh-huh. post security footage of their packages. Hmm. Post hey, no. security footage of their packages being stolen <laughs> could face defamation charges. Wow. wow. According to the CTV, Canadian Tell. Yes, you in the back. In an effort to tie in the entire conversation. And it could be. It's, uh, it's Remove the go. word Canada. Yeah. In yeah. that headline. Yeah. yeah. And what yeah. could you replace it with? Yeah. California, uh, <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. uh, New York. Yeah. The yeah, comments. You see that footage all the time from Minnesota That's on your true. Facebook page. That's true. <laughs> well, those people could be uh, sued for slander. Yeah. King Walls could enact that in this state. You bet. In Canada. We're close enough, too. Uh, Come on. The hyperbole is filling up the room here, folks. Slander is speaking. Defamation yeah. is not. They could be sued for defamation. <laughs> The comments from law enforcement officers sparked backlash and disbelief that Canadians could face legal trouble for posting home security footage of packages being stolen. It's 2024, so of course the police care more about criminals than victims of crime, Canadian journalist Ezra Levant wrote. The Quebec police are saying this because it embarrasses them in how much theft occurs without any consequence, conservative commentator Chris Tomlinson wrote. Report it to them and they'll file it away and pretend it never happened. The world has gone mad, author and host of YouTube's The Factual Feminist, Christina Hoff Summers wrote. You watch that one? No. (laughs) Every day? But she's right. Isn't that something? Mm. What would happen if you shared, say, somebody coming to your door with a gun? That's a great point, John. Well, John, I got to tell you, it's not the easiest thing in the world to hold a camera phone and then um, run your your 12-gauge through five shots. You know, you've got, you need both hands to run a pump shotgun. Well, no, I mean like a ring. I I have a ring. Door cam. I mean, blasting through the door. The guy doesn't know he's being filmed. You're filming it. 
He's with, not like holding a, a, a ring camera. Oh, well, then that's solved easily. We see these signs all over uh, retail stores. Smile, you're on camera right now. Kenny, I hate to rip you, but you know what you just did? <laughs> huh? You oh pulled God. a Joe, and Joe would say, how do I take a selfie of that British car? <laughs> well, I was just thinking it's hard to shoot a 12-gauge pump and hold a camera at the same time. Yeah, yes. we're, we're talking about like a ring, you know, on your on your yeah, door. Joe, yeah. a selfie camera. is of yourself. It's I not of something see. else. What? How do you do that? I've, huh? I've given my phone to people and said, would you take a selfie of me? Yes, I know you have. I've watched you. I've watched you do that. <laughs> well, would you like to hear from Mr. Height? I would. Okay. But then first, I'd like to hear from Mr. Mikulski. All right. Well, we can certainly, certainly do that. I was going to do zero res here, but I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to do a uh, welter ad because... That's I, your copy in front of your face. Yeah, it's not even copy because I just read an email that I got from a Brian in Bloomington. It's been nice to hear your ads for Ray and Welter. They are great people. I'm an HVAC contractor in Bloomington, and we have known them for several decades. We refer business to them. The real reason he went on because he wanted to show me the actual Foley deal. He said sent an attachment. But, Brian, that is a great testament because the Welter family... They are really good people. For 120 years, they've been working on all sorts of HVACs, furnaces, all sorts of stuff. So when you go to welterheating.com, you're going to learn that this family, four generations, by the way, does a fantastic job. And when there's other people in the industry that refer people to them, that's the biggest compliment the Welter family can get. So Rick and the crew over at Welter, give them a call, 612-825-6867. They're really there's some cold days coming, big-time cold days. Uh, I want to make sure that your heating unit is working properly. If it's making funny noises, or if you want to learn more about it, go to the welterheating.com, click on the blog, and you may just get an answer to your question. 612-825-6867. Recommended by people in the industry, it's Ray and Welter to heat up your shelter. Watch this. Rook doesn't know this is coming. Rook, is there a scene, and I'll allow you to discuss it, Okay. Is there a scene in Beverly Hills Cop where Eddie Murphy is talking to, I believe, a French guy in an art museum or something, and uh, and Eddie's having trouble understanding him? Uh, he's talking to Serge. Serge is the assistant. I told you he didn't know this was coming. He's I swear to God. Assistant to to Jenny. To, he's Jenny's assistant, and uh, he asks him how he was doing. He asks him if he wants uh, uh, an espresso with a, uh, he a makes little it himself, twist. Yeah. Yep. And um, he told Danny, one of his assistants, to cover up his shirt because there was a lot of hair there, and it's not good to, like, to, to look like a dog for I, the customers. I think you're selling the scene short. It was hilarious because it turns out that was completely ad-libbed. And the guy playing Serge... Bronson Okay, he made up that accent on the spot... Eddie Murphy couldn't understand what the hell he was saying, and it was a brilliant little three minutes of movie making. I see you look at this piece. Yes. Yes. How much? Four hundred thousand dollars. No, I'm serious. It's four hundred thousand dollars. No, he didn't talk Chinese. No, no, he Chinese. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't know what language he was. No, it was but French, but it was some face. bastardized accent that was truly hilarious. All I'm telling you is, Rook. Go ahead and look it up again. Copy. We'll be right back. Right during the show. Okay. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. 
Joe Sushuet. The best water around is courtesy of Hofferman and Connecticut, endorsed by yours truly, Chris Reavers, and also Achman Foley. Yes, he's also a customer of Hofferman Water in Connecticut. So if you're in the market, here's what you got to do. Get on that schedule today for that free water analysis. 612-895-2440. That phone number again, I'm glad you asked. 612-895-2440. They offer sales, service, and rental options if you're in the market for Connecticut Water Treatment Systems. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. I've been a customer of Hofferman and Connecticut for years, and I know you'll be happy if you decide to make the switch. So check them out online, hoffermanwater.com. You can see every single system that they have available to you, 612-895-2440. Please do me a favor. When you get in touch with Hofferman, let them know you heard about it here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Here's Mr. John Height. Thank you, Joe. This news brought to you by North American Banking Company. Former Minnesota Republican Speaker of the House, Kurt Dowd, is resigning from the legislature, effective February 11. Dowd represents District 27B. That includes the cities of St. Francis, Princeton, Zimmerman, and... Awesome. Really? County he gave no reason for stepping down, saying only it's been the greatest honor of my life. Okay. <laughs> Self-editing. Hey, Johnny, you're a buzzing. We're uh, we're having some technical. We issues lost you again, John. Again, so let's see if we really. Yeah, there well, now he's back. You're fine. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? You're Try fine. that again. Can you hear me now? I'm worried about the loss it, of doubt. Dot. Yeah. Why, John? Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't say why. He just said it's been the greatest honor of my life to serve the people of Minnesota. In accordance with state law, Governor Walls will issue a writ of special election to fill the vacated House seat. University of Minnesota says the campus's public safety department has received a threat to shoot people at the Twin Cities campus, causing them to issue a safe U emergency. The alert sent out at 721 this morning, which said the threat was specific, was made by 41-year-old Joseph Mark Rongstad. Rongstad described in the alert as being six feet tall, brown hair, hazel eyes, 195 pounds. The Chippewa County Sheriff's Office told our friends at 5 Eyewitness News Rongstad is believed to be at his home, uh, which is located within the county. Authorities add law enforcement is staged there and are adding resources saying they haven't been able to get a hold of Rongstead yet. Uh, that would be Chippewa County Sheriff's Office officials, by the way. The authorities added the threat was made on social media. Rongstead started making lengthy posts yesterday, but the posts turned threatening. This morning, authorities say Rongstead is well-known to law mm. enforcement, has a criminal record. A follow-up alert says campus is open with normal operations, but employees are encouraged to work from home. School right now is not currently in session. According to the alert, there are extra officers on campus with partner agencies, and the Minnesota BCA will be investigating the threat as well as the suspect's home sheriff agency. John, do they have the guy? No, they did not. No, this morning, they know they said who the, the guy is. is. Yes. Yeah, and they're set up at his place. Okay. Uh, uh, pardon me for being cynical, but doesn't it sound like he might be on a bender? And things Could got be. worse and yeah. worse. As, Could be. Um, oh, and uh, the other thing, Joe, Chippewa yeah. County, go. Uh, Carlton Carver cast Chippewa, Chisago, uh, Clearwater, Cook, Cottonwood, and Crow Wing. Mm -hmm. Jesus, it's like he's <laughs> nice. reciting Beverly Hills Cop. Wow. That's yeah, our skills. Carl Joe knows all the counties. <laughs> Rook knows Beverly Hills yeah. Cop. <laughs> 
Another person has pleaded guilty to defrauding taxpayers of millions of dollars that were meant to help feed children during the COVID-19 pandemic. Sharon Denise Ross of Big Lake pleaded guilty to wire fraud in federal court yesterday, the 17th person to enter a guilty plea in connection to the Feeding Our Future fraud scheme. Ross was the executive director of the nonprofit House of Refuge Twin Cities based in St. Paul. According to court documents, Ross claimed the nonprofit operated distribution sites at a dozen locations around the metro and served thousands of kids each day. Uh, they claimed House of Refuge to have served 900,000 meals. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> got around $2.4 million in the fraudulent funds. However, instead of using the money to feed kids, prosecutors say Ross gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to family members, used the rest to pay for vacations, a suite at a Timberwolves game. Their sentencing well, here will well, be scheduled just, for a later Just time. the strange things they become obsessed with, demonizing our children, uh, becoming obsessed with people's <laughs> personal lives in their bedrooms, restricting freedoms. I'm surrounded by states who are spending their time figuring out how to ban Charlotte's Web in their schools while we're banishing hunger from ours with free breakfast and lunch. That's what the public's looking for. That's what they're trying to get to. And they will weirdly obsess with everything to be mean and cruel and small in their ideas. No, you mean it, like a $250 million food fraud yeah. uh, engineered by the people you had placed in position? That's oh, but want. wait a minute, wait a minute. Remember when he was asked about this, he was shocked. <laughs> shocked, Joe, shocked. Um, this gal, from what I'm reading, you didn't. I didn't hear you cover this, John. Uh, she's forfeiting a home, paying $2 million, and could see up to 46 months in prison. Wow. Her name is Sharon Ross. Did John hear yes. that? Yeah. 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 53. 53 years old of Big Lake, Minnesota. She got herself a suite at a T-Wolves game, huh? I but, don't uh, a waste of money. <laughs> you know who benefited here? Her family. She spread that money around. Yep. It'd be good to be a friend of uh, Sharon. And again, oh. if you're feeding 900,000 uh, people, that would have been on the nightly news. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. You'd think somebody would notice, huh? Apparently, nobody at the state did. I went to a, uh, <laughs> I went to one of the locations in St. Paul. <coughs> excuse me, supposedly feeding kids. Okay. And th the minute I saw it, I said to myself, "Well, there's no way they're engaged in this." First of all, nobody answered the door, and the windows were all smoked. I couldn't see it. It was in a rundown building on Seventh Street. And then I walked around outside. And I went in the back, and I looked for any evidence of all that maybe they, you know, they had, this is they load the food here sure. into trucks or whatever. There was there would have been no means to do that unless it was hand over hand coming from inside. It became very clear to me that they they weren't feeding anybody. I'm not nearly angry enough at this point. I'm I I want to ask Chris to play that again, and I want everybody to pay close attention to what he says at the very very end. Dude, please, well, well, look, Chris. Just, just the strange things they become obsessed with, demonizing our children, uh, becoming obsessed with people's personal lives in their bedrooms, restricting freedoms. I'm surrounded by states who are spending their time figuring out how to ban Charlotte's Web in their schools while we're that. banishing hunger from ours with free breakfast and lunch. That's what the public's looking for. That's what they're trying to get to. And they will weirdly obsess with Here. everything to be mean and cruel and small in their ideas. I think you're a stupid liar. Two hundred fifty million, and we're being mean and cruel mm -hmm. and stupid and small. And Th this rocks and cows jackass—he's so far out of touch with reality.
And he just kept $18 billion. If the left isn't demonizing children, in my estimation, they're degrading them. And the Charlotte's Web, it was mentioned yesterday, but I'll mention it again. It was one group in the state of Kansas that motioned for this. Not yeah, and I don't know why they would have. It was because of the language between the animals. I, I was reading about it yesterday because that I that was the first that was the first I had ever heard of any motion for sure. So the animals are talking to each other. Well, not only that, but it was one small group. It wasn't governors of different states. He's right. a liar. Right. I do have a good Florida one coming up at the end of the news. Okay. Book story. By the way, one hundred seventy. Sorry, John. One hundred seventy-six million cost overrun for school meals program. That's walls. right. So we're being small and petty. That's because the legislature rushed these programs into existence without any consequential knowledge of what this means. They're not. We have no one experienced in there. They're all adult children who are just given $18 billion to go nuts with. Um, we mentioned the invasion, and I just saw this. So sorry about this, Scott, via the town council. Uh, why the invasion? Question mark. Well, Joe, it's because these sanctuary cities are in blue states. As people flee, they need population replacement to keep congressional seats. Hmm. It's an interesting theory. Because mm-hmm. didn't we weren't we close to losing one, Minnesota? Losing one what? A congressional seat? I don't know. Recently? Don't bother me. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't Thank you, Scott. Me. The 2024 St. Paul Winter Carnival had its unofficial kickoff last night, and we have a new Klondike Kate. She is Jody Vanderhart. Yeah. Jody Vanderhart is the carnival's mistress of song and merriment. She lives in Badness Heights, grew up in St. Paul. She has sung with the choral group Triple Trio and was a member of the Sweet Adeline. She's a longtime karaoke lover. They've really cleaned up Klondike's Kate's. Not his body. Yeah. She used to be considered the uh, songstress of the Vulcans, mm-hmm. and in lore was the woman hanging out at their den, you know, singing right. these body songs. And there, but you'd get some voluptuous uh, cleavage yeah. and, and the whole yeah. deal there. Yeah. And she, God love this new one. She's uh, she's going to be you know doing nursing homes and things Driven like that, which is great. Here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's boring. Garrison Keeler comes back to St. Paul's Fitzgerald I, so, Excuse me, John. I want a Klondike Kate that can drink me under the table. That's what I want. I think That's it's the probably kind of been a while since you had one like that. Yeah. And anyway. with, in terms of Garrison Keeler, I'd like to go see this show. It'll be I actually fits. do, too. Yeah, yeah. We should have him on one more time before. I would love to. Well, I'll let's work on reserve that. our seats. Let's but go here. How about he said he doesn't want to go back to the Fitz? Well, that's where he's going. He's, he's Wait, back at the fits. He, no, you know what that means? He had a number. R- yeah, he had a number. <laughs> he had a number, right. Smart. Congratulations, Garrison. Well, As we all do. <laughs> well, I think the cheapest ticket, maybe John has this, is 50 bucks. That's oh, right. I do not have that. Oh, I don't have yeah. the price. Uh, it's July 13th. Uh, the event. It'll come eight years after the end of Prairie Home. The anniversary tour began in December in New York's Town Hall, has several other stops on the calendar. The Fitz was home to the show from the 70s until Keeler stepped away in 2016 and handed the reins over to Chris Thill, who rebranded it as Live From Here for a four-year run. A public radio member fired Keeler in 2017 over allegations of inappropriate behavior. Oh Keeler denied those allegations. I got it. Oh, you got it. 
denied the allegation, said the relationship was mutual. Uh, NPR did sell the fits in 2018 to First Avenue Productions, which is promoting this anniversary show. Think of it this way, Joe. These five tickets are going to cost you far less than what it cost <laughs> you to send your entire family to that Taylor Girls I show. I didn't know. I didn't know I was picking it up for the staff. We wouldn't mind if yeah. you take care of this before the sun goes down today. And where are we going to need to eat? Probably somewhere nice beforehand, right? Yeah. yeah. Might as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, yeah. St. Paul Hotel. So if you don't mind yeah. today. Should I call the CP? I'll just call the CP. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And we'll probably need 10 because we'll all need to have a guest. I mean, I'm oh, yeah, we've got to bring spouses. Yeah. In the uh, Uber, national... I'll be driving, but I'll need an Uber. Uh, well, <laughs> Shay, it's going to cost. Shea, I'm, okay. I'm going to get Shay. Got it. From Alexandria. <laughs> National and international headlines. Politics pretty much uh, leading the segment this morning. Last night's Republican debate between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. They traded barbs, presented plans. Haley reiterating her idea of raising the age when recipients could get their Social Security benefits. DeSantis went after her for that. Former President Trump's campaign then released an ad criticizing her for the same thing. Haley attacked DeSantis's record with his campaign and organization, noting the many changes, saying DeSantis doesn't know how to lead. Chris Christie dropped out of the race for the GOP nod yesterday, as he did throughout his campaign. He attacked frontrunner Donald Trump, saying, quote, I would rather lose by telling the truth than lie in order to win. And I feel no differently today because this is a fight for the soul of our party and the soul of our country. Christie noted Trump has his own best interest in mind, not the interests of the country. Uh, Christie did not endorse anyone for the Republican nomination. I mean, while Trump did not take part in the debate, hasn't taken part in any, he held a town hall meeting last night. He did say he's already selected his running mate for the 2024 race, but wouldn't say who he had picked. The former president gave an hour-long town hall with Fox News in Des Moines. He boasted that many people had asked him if they could work in his second administration, including what he called the very most important people in the military. He's the least courageous person on the political stage. He won't even go to these debates. A group of right-wing House Republicans sabotaged their own party's bills yesterday to protest the spending deal between Speaker Mike Johnson and Senate Democrats. The move marks a return to the hardball tactics that the hardliners employed under former Speaker Kevin McCarthy to retaliate against deals before they ultimately removed him. A dozen Republicans, mostly members of the House Freedom Caucus, joined Democrats in voting against what is known as a rule, which almost always passes along party grounds. The move effectively grounds House business to a halt until Johnson can reach a deal with hardliners. The vote left establishment Republicans and Johnson allies stunned. Representative Steve Womack from Arkansas saying, no words, I have no ability to come up with the words to describe where we are. And Republican Representative Nick Langworthy of New York said, I don't understand why this would be done. This is just foolish. Core prices, which strip out volatile food and energy items, rose 0.3% in December from the prior month. The same monthly increase as November and slightly faster than would be consistent with the Federal Reserve's long-term inflation target of 2%. Core prices increased 3.9% from a year earlier, a modest slowing from November's 4% annual increase. Thursday's report not likely to change the Fed's near-term policy outlook. Probably at the moment, no interest changes before they eventually fall. It violates the Constitution to house soldiers in your house. I wonder if it would violate the Constitution 
if it gets to the point where you better take in the uh, the, the next family that arrives to town. Hi, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the uh, 2008 citizen test. I'm on question number five. Oh. Um, How are you so doing I'll, so far? Okay. Uh, so far, yeah. I've got all of them. Oops, oops, oops. Oh, just got, got one wrong. wrong. Go ahead, John. A childhood favorite of many of us is going away. Chewing gum fruit stripe will be discontinued, according oh, to manufacturer Ferrara That's with the Foods. zebra. Yeah, the zebra is on the uh, package, as Rook said. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, that was a cartoon we used to sing all the time. Remember, Joe? Yipes, stripes, fruit stripes, got them. Fruit stripes, the fruit stripe gum. No, I don't. You don't remember that? I don't. Okay. Fruit uh, stripe can- had good flavors, but it couldn't hold its flavor. It, exactly. it was a, it was a um, uh, inferior uh, chewing gum. You'd, you'd have to change pieces of gum frequently Correct. if you chewed it. Correct. Uh, it featured watermelon, cherry, lemon, orange, and peach flavors, in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew a favorite book pulling story. Boy, he was at the ready. I love no. it. Let's go. <laughs> Not calling it book banding anymore. A school district in Florida's panhandle is pulled dictionaries and reference books off its library shelves for including descriptions of sexual conduct. Escapia County School District allegedly removed five different dictionaries, eight encyclopedias, and the Guinness Book of World Records from its collection after determining the titles might run afoul of Florida's HB 1069 bill, which restricts sexual content from being taught in schools. I do remember as a kid, they had that big blue dictionary. And you would always look up uh, fart, you know. You would. Yeah, well, we would have fun. Is fart in there? Yeah. An explosion of gas. (laughs) The books were among sixteen. And then you chuckle, and then you go out to recess. Yeah. The books were among the 1,600 titles the public school district took out of circulation last summer. Decommissioned titles also included biographies of Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Oprah Winfrey, and Thurgood Marshall. Though the books were originally pulled during the district's 2023 summer break, the Escambia County School District is now being forced to defend that decision in a federal lawsuit, which was filed by Penn America. Wall Street Journal reporting an average of 17.9 million people watched NFL games this season. According to Nielsen, that's a 7% increase from a year earlier, and it's the highest regular season average since 2015, according to the NFL. Those figures include both television and streaming viewership. While NFL games typically dominate all other programming, they stood out even more this year as there was less fresh entertainment content because of the writers' and actors' strikes. Amazon's Prime Video streaming service, already in the exclusive home of Thursday Night Football, added a Black Friday game this year after Thanksgiving, and NBC's Peacock, Peacock had an exclusive regular season game and will carry an exclusive playoff game this weekend. All the streaming services did very well. Uh, Disney's ESPN also saw its Monday Night Football have a 30% jump in viewership. Okay, I have a question. I have a question. Yes, Can, can those statistics uh, produce any evidence that Taylor Swift had an impact on viewership regarding games she attended at Kansas City? Uh, I'm sure there is a metric. but Because I'm wondering if the next thing we have to go through is appearance fees. You know, okay, Taylor, Taylor's people will tell the NFL 
Yeah, I'll be at the Monday night game, Chiefs at Green Bay, but here's my uh, how, appearance fee. I'm so cynical that I believe those are already in place. And then, because it wouldn't be unlike golf, you know, Tiger Woods, if you come to our yeah, tournament, yeah. you get an appearance fee. But that would be a check Absolutely. coming straight from the league. Or, yeah. in, in, in other words, like Kansas City would probably happy, happily write that check. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Um, out of 20 questions, I got three wrong. One, because I wasn't paying attention. One, because I'm stupid. And uh, the third wow. one, because I've I've got a bad attitude. Well, give me the three that you failed and see if I get them. Um, the one that I got is because I simply didn't read the full question. Name one war fought by the United States in the 1800s. They gave me a bunch of uh, questions. And like a dummy, I dropped the 1800s and said World War II when, in fact, it's the Mexican-American War. That's when you guys were talking to me, so I wasn't paying attention. Uh, here's the one I got wrong because I'm stupid. Why did the colonists fight the British? And I said because of high taxes, when, in fact, the answer was all of the above. They gave a bunch of answers. Right. And the one because I'm a cynical, bitter jackass, who does a U.S. senator represent? My answer was only the people of the state who belong to the senator's political party. <laughs> and that is obviously wrong because he represents all of the people of the state. So well, I got 85%. I think you weren't really that far off. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, all your you answers know. were correct, except... It's a little tough, Trump, to put World War II in the 1880s. I know. I know. If I just would have seen the 1800s part. You know, those airplanes were landed on Civil War fields. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eddie submitted this via the Garage Logic Town Council saying, sorry that I'm late with this, fellas, but by the end of Biden's term, this is from U.S. Customs and Border Protection talking about illegal Not border. a right-wing talk show host? No, talking about illegal border crossings were at 8.8 .8 million in the, what, 30, what is it, 34, whatever it is. In the previous 14 years combined, it was less than 7 million. Hmm. All right. 14 years combined, Joe. She be an invasion. Thank you. Do, do illegal crossings get returned to where they came from? Or do they just get jumped over the fence? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good question. I don't have. I don't suspect many are getting turned back. And how many of those illegals are making their way into polling places? Is that a concern? Is that a legitimate concern? No, because you have to show your ID. Oh yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, you don't need a voter That's ID. Right. That's right. Congratulations, John. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I cannot get you. Turn the key. You're no fun anymore. I'm sorry. Let me tell you a weird election story. This one's a little more fun than the ones we've been talking about. At least three people hospitalized after mistakenly eating colorful pods of liquid laundry detergent that were distributed as a campaign freebie in Taiwan's presidential race. Wow. One of the victims said she thought wow. the pods or candy, yeah. according to the Central News Agency. The Wouldn't pods you spit it out immediately when right. it tastes like are they, laundry detergent? Are they so dirty there that they have to hand out laundry pods? <laughs> hey, you stink. Here, go wash your yeah, clothes. Take it. The, the pods came in partially clear packaging with photos of Nationalist Party candidate Hua Yu He. So in other words, they were in, you know. Yeah. Little you tags. Yeah. We took uh, 
a nationalist campaign office gave out 460,000 of the pods. Hung Young Chang, head of the office in central Taiwan, apologized for the incident. He said, in the next wave of house-to-house visits, we will not distribute this kind of campaign material. We will also stress to our villagers through our grassroots organizations that they are laundry balls, not candies. Those hospitalized included an 80-year-old man and an 86-year-old woman. They were fine, released after having their stomachs pumped out. The Nationalist Party is also known by its Chinese name, Kuomintang, or KMT. That's right. While well, scientists from Washington State University found that even small, seemingly insignificant differences in the availability of green and blue spaces across urban areas. I said across, didn't I? Sorry. You did. Across urban areas may contribute to improved mental and physical health. Uh In in other words, the more nature near your home, the better you'll likely feel. Study authors found that just 10% more forest space in a person's residential zip code contributes to a reduction in serious psychological distress, which refers to mental health problems that require treatment or may interfere with one's social life, work, or school. Meanwhile, another 10% increased in green space, tree cover, water, or nature trails also appeared to lower the odds that older individuals reported their general health as either fair or poor. Findings based on a health survey data collected from over 42,000 people 65 years of age and older who live in urban regions of Washington State between 2011 and 2019. During the analysis, researchers compared every person's general and mental health to various measures that revealed their access to green and blue spaces within their zip codes. Ruck, do a Google search. Go. How much land in the United States it's covered by Fred Smoot. is developed? <laughs> John, you go ahead. Oh, uh, well, uh, Joe. Uh, That's going to put well, a wrap on things is what I tried to say. I'm going to guess uh, less than uh, 15%. Oh, really? You think it's that long? Mm-hmm. How much land are we, are we gonna, in the U.S. Are we playing is developed? I'll go 25%. All right. It, maybe it's 15. I got 15. We got 25 in the corner. We got 25. What are you guys guessing? Uh, how much land is divided up, federal? Let's see. Uh, um, where America's I didn't do- say divided. No. We're going for developed land. What yes. percentage is undeveloped or yes. developed? Uh, 80% is developed. Oh, there's no way. Ooh, Not geez. a chance in hell. Yeah, I'm right. Oh. Rook, I never mind. Let's take a break and we'll start your search over. All right, let's do that. If you're searching for clean carpets, you're going to look at Zero Res. Z E R O R E Z. That's the only company that you should have in your home to get that carpet stains out of your carpet. Uh, maybe you want to get the furniture done. You should get the air ducts done. And right now, have I got a great January deal for you? It's the. Garage Logic or the Rookie Special, you can get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119. And don't forget about the uh, hiding dirt hiding in your air ducts. You'll get 75 bucks off this month when you tell them the Rook Special is right there. You can get your air ducts zero res clean, but you have to mention that you heard it on Garage Logic from the Rookie. I'll give you the phone number, I'll give you the website, but I also want you to do your homework. 4.9 rating on Google. That's what Zero Res has. Over 17,000 reviews. The Zero Res Gotta Love It Guarantee backs everything up. 
9520res, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or the online, zeroresminnesota.com. Tell them you want the rookie special, and you'll get it. Spelled forwards or backwards, it spells the same, zero res. They've been in my home. They've been in homes for so many garage logicians. Let that trend continue in 2024. 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, spelled forward or backward, it's spelled the same, zero res. Scooney's on the phone. That's because it's Positive Thursday already. Where did the week go? Uh, Positive Thursday always brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. They're right there in Shoreview. I know you've seen them. Brand new uh, facility, a 1060 County Road E, right, really close to Lexington. Anything you need, and I mean anything you need related to auto care, can be found at Schoonover's. Mike, good afternoon. How you doing? I am good, Kenny. Good to see. Good to talk to you today. Can I? I know we should be talking about vehicles and auto care and tires and blah blah blah. But you had a play for Patrick event last weekend, and I kind of I'd want to hear how that went. Um, how'd that go over? Well, it went really, really good. Uh, first and foremost, there were six GLers volunteering there, which was oh nice. Very, very cool. Uh, which was would really neat and um, and very cool. So uh, that was that was neat. And then um, we screened 151 kids from 12 different hockey teams. Goodness. And uh, we uh, 138 were normal. Uh, seven we found some kind of normal with a minor variant, uh, you know, in their heart. Yeah. Uh, four with elevated blood pressure, and then uh, we found two abnormal uh, kids, or you know, two abnormal re- readings that uh, they will need to go follow up with a family care physician, and then and then some cardiology in the in the future. You know what? And just uh, it just occurred to me, as a cardiology patient uh, with my own personal cardiologist, those appointments aren't any big deal. Uh, really, it just takes a little time. There's no pain involved, even if they have to go up in your arteries. No pain at all. Not a big deal. So um, that's just nothing that somebody should fear. I guess that's all I'm saying about that. Yeah, yeah and the, you know, the the one of the findings that we found, you know, both both the findings were structural uh, heart issues, and the the one young man um, has, a, has had an issue similar to Patrick's um, with a valve. You know, he had a bicuspid aortic valve. So, you know, you don't know that you have that unless a doctor, you know, hears it uh, or, you know, hears the swooshing or, or the funny noise with uh, the murmur, I guess I should say. Yeah. But um, the the cool thing about that is now he knows, now he's aware and they will go, and he will just get follow-up care every so often. And there may be a time in the future that it will need to be repaired or it may need to be replaced. Um, and it's just a matter of how hard, you know, because the heart is not working efficiently. Mm-hmm. And when the heart's not working efficiently, it's working harder, and it's a muscle. So then the the walls can start to thicken of the heart, making it uh, even more inefficient. And so it's good for his awareness and for him to be aware of it. And and he will need to deal with it at, you know, at some level or degree uh, sometime in the future. And it, it, it's nothing to worry about. Just stay under the doctor's care. Um, do what he's, he or she says. Take your medicine. 
and deal with it when when the time comes. You can continue to live your life. I guess I just wanted to put a positive spin on all of that. Yeah, and that's the that's that's really what we're trying to do here. We are not trying to find kids to say no, you can't do this, you right. can't play this, you yeah. can't do that. No, no, no. We wanna we wanna find these kids. We wanna get them the help that they need so they can continue and have a plan or you know whatever of what. What what if something happens when you're playing your sport? Do we have a plan in place? Do you know people know CPR? Is there an AED nearby so that when and if it does happen to you, we have a plan and we can keep you alive and you know whatever. So it's it's it's, it's really a positive thing, Kenny. Yeah, that's a, a wonderful way to put it. We have a plan in place, and that's as it should be. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad it, it it went well last week, and I'm glad those people found out what they need to know. That's that's the whole purpose of play for Patrick. Yep, yep. Hey, and then Kenny, you also be happy we did teach 150 kids and parents how to do hands only CPR and how to use an AED. You know, I, I like the thought of hands only, but uh, I, I'm old school. I, I'm going to get the lips involved. I, I gotta, I gotta get in there, Mike. <laughs> so much for keeping it positive, Ken. This took a weird turn, didn't it? <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, the official body shop of of uh, Garage Logic and hell for that matter, all of the Twin Cities, always rated as one of the best joints in the Metro. SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. This guy wears many he hats, a lot of land. just not indoors. <laughs> Joe Suchere. Well, the percentage of undeveloped land in the United States is... Uh, no, I'm sorry. This, the percentage of developed land in the U.S. is 6% from a variety of sources. The, land, the states with the most undeveloped land uh, would be Nevada, Alaska, Idaho, and Utah. Hmm. Oh, Idaho over Montana and Wyoming. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love Idaho. Which Great state, state has the most untouched? <laughs> yep. <coughs> I don't know how to Google that. How do you Alaska. spell that? Alaska. 15 yeah. million uh, acres of untouched land. What the point is that John had the story about if you're not seeing green or blue or something, you could have mental... Uh, anguish. Well, you know what? The chances are, if you drove about a mile, you'd see a field. You Is know? that undeveloped? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we we have a lot of land. So, yeah. Mission accomplished. So wait a minute. They're calling tillable undeveloped. No, not not from what I read. Uh, tillable should be considered developed. From what I read, half of America is undeveloped, and six percent, like Joe said, is cities, etc., and then the rest, the 44%, is agriculture and different okay. uses. But 50% gotcha. from what I well, read. Well, what percentage, no, I'm not All trying right. to be a smartass, what percentage is, you know, rivers and and lakes and whatnot? Well, so what? It's still undeveloped. That's it's, what I'm saying. Yeah. So what part of that percentage would be water? Well, my, the, the, oh, point geez, is, Chris. the point <laughs> is that humans have not devoured the land mass of the United States. I see. And now I'm going down a rabbit hole. It's pretty fun. Yeah, the website I found was pretty cool, too. Dallas and Fort Worth are the two American cities with the most undeveloped land. That really surprises me. In terms of overall yeah. square miles. Well, right. don't 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 complicate what I'm saying. Don't bother me with that. Okay. I'm so, trying to just um, tell you a right. fact. Okay. I I have an answer for Chris on his other thing though. Well, uh, good. Overall, 
Overall, the United States has 265,000 square miles of water, accounting for about 7% of the area oh, that okay. is the country. Well, so, I, no. I don't know if you guys know, I used to work with a guy who blamed me for not being curious enough. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to answer Reaver's question. Okay. How uh, much of this land, though, John, is uh, figured in on the Yellowstone uh, Dutton Ranch? Can we count <laughs> any of that? Reaver's, it would be vacant land available. Oh, okay. There you go. And both Dallas and Fort Worth, in terms of acreage, have the most vacant land available. I see. That strikes me as amazing. Having been to both places, they seem packed to me, but they're not. No. What you should remember, though, is this land is your land. This land is my land. Don't take this plan was made for you and me. Go unions. That was like caveman Frankenstein or whatever. We should redo the lyrics to that song. Go unions. Yeah, oh. with Tarzan and Frankenstein and on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> Only. What do you got? How are you? I'm doing well. It's uh, about 6%. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he found it. I got it. You have the, the most trouble with Google searches. I really do. You're very then, demanding, then, though. Then, then no, do no, what no. I tell you. No, 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 no. And no. you won't have trouble. No, 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 no. Here's what it is. It's the doing laundry. Oh, I screwed up the laundry. Oh, oh. It's like I can't be trusted Big anymore. laundry. Can't do it anymore. Sorry. Oh. Give it to Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> and I really just looked up how many Dairy Queens have opened in the United States in 2023. I'm telling you, he's brilliant. He's hiding. He's brilliant. Only because they come to us. You're right. I screwed it up. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Seven. All the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, oh. from the traveling Lymans who are traveling the world. They're making a long pit stop yeah. in this country. On this day. Jan 11. 1883. That's a long time ago. Henry Wilson, a professional burglar, and his pal Frank Wilmer, a horse thief, are caught by an alert janitor and the sheriff as they attempted to escape the Ramsey County Jail in St. Paul. They had stolen a sledgehammer from workmen and, uh, and nearly managed to pound a hole through the stone floor of a cell into the basement. Hmm. They On stole this, a sledgehammer while in jail? Well, that's a good point. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> it's not wow. a good On this right. day... Are you talking about January 11th? In 1907... The St. Paul Institute of Science and Letters was incorporated with Charles W. Ames as its first president. The Institute's museum was first located in an auditorium, then moved to the Miriam Mansion on University Avenue, and finally to downtown St. Paul, where it became what? Uh, the Science Museum, museum of, of Minnesota. Minnesota. And finally, on this day... Are you talking about 111? Canada and the United States signed a treaty forming the International Joint Commission, a legislative body charged with preventing and settling disputes in the Boundary Waters region. Mm -hmm. Thank you, 
my dear GLers. And now you wouldn't be able to pr- to post a ring camera video. Not in Canada. You nope. could be sued for <laughs> defamation. That's right. For violating the thief's privacy. Well, if you want to see some uh, videos of thieves like this cast of characters who've been stealing money for decades and then posting YouTube uh, videos, you can do that. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube for free. Also, this isn't free, but we're almost giving it away. The Garage Logic Town Council, as you well know, is $10 a month or $100 for the entire year. And you can hear the verbal beatdowns prior to the show, during the breaks, after the show, etc. And it's a great gift. Great birthday gift, Father's Day gift, Valentine's Day, whatever the, uh, I don't know, festive activity is, you can certainly give the gift of Joe Souchere. Whether he's healthy or not, he's just plowing through. Cha. I feel much better than I sound. Yeah. We're St. Odelius. Sure of you. I have a pencil.